Hello and welcome to Pullback Reveal with me, Kev Rook, the interview podcast where we talk to funny people to find out what makes them laugh. So we'll speak to comedians, actors, authors, academics, award winners, sports people, you name it, and we'll find out from them what they find funny and how humour and comedy has influenced their work. So it might get serious from time to time, hey? Why not, hey? But at the end of the day, we'll always come back to the funny. So sit back, relax, put your feet up and enjoy this week's episode of Pull Back Reveal. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Edge Fringe Extras with me, Kev Rook, where I speak to acts that are currently up at the fringe, doing their thing, and maybe some names that for your sins and mine as well that we might not have heard about before, but who are definitely causing a bit of a stir, putting on a great show, getting great reviews, doing something a bit different, whatever it might be, I've been drawn towards them and invited them to come on for a bit of a chat. So today I've got two magnificent performers, comedians for you. First off, we've got Daisy L with her show Fairy Elephant. Now, Daisy isn't new to this, she's been in stand-up for a few years now, but she is doing it all the right way, it would appear. She is gradually working her way up. Everyone speaks really highly of her. Um, She's on a brilliant trajectory of her career currently, and it's kind of all starting to come together with, well, she's already an award winner, but now at the Fringe, four-star reviews, sold-out shows. Um, yeah, a really lovely chat with Daisy, who, you know, is such a, a lovely, warm person that she comes across as, and I'm sure that you'll pick up on that in our conversation as well. And we've then got Rob Copland, who is obviously another stand-up comedian. He's quite physical and kind of clownish in his performance, and has got a fantastic look as well. Check him out online. I do like Rob's tash. Uh, it's... Uh, that's a beaut, it is, it's a real nice one that, and he is putting on his show, it's called Strange Jam, covers some important, serious issues, and therefore it's like really interesting how he mixes it in with this sort of loose, free-flowing, uh, kind of slightly anarchic, I guess you might describe it as, stage presence and, and way of presenting material on stage as well, so they're great. You're going to really enjoy these. If you're up at the Fringe, of course, go and check them out. Two shows that I can highly recommend that you will be gutted to miss. And obviously, if you're not, give them some love on social media. Give them a follow, a like. Uh, then you can check out and see if they're going to be on in a town near you anytime soon as well. I guess the only other thing to say is follow at Pullback Reveal. Search us on Twitter and Facebook. Give us a like. And remember, share. Sharing is caring. But for now, please sit back relax put your feet up and enjoy first off daisy l in conversation about her edinburgh fringe 2019 show fairy elephant okay so i am joined now by daisy l we've never spoken before never had a, a, any conversation whatsoever how are you how are you today I'm, daisy are you okay I'm, I'm good thank you i'm good i'm very well Awesome, fantastic, and obviously you're up at the fringe at the moment. And uh, I mean, let's just 
dive straight in there. Let's go with the uh, oh. the the show talk. So your show this year, it's your debut Edinburgh show. Mm-hmm. It's called Fairy Elephant, which is yeah. a fantastic title. I mean that that stands <laughs> out. Sorry to be all like hack and boring about it, but yeah, t- tell us about your show. I guess is a good place to start from. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so Fairy Elephant. It's called Fairy Elephant because. That's a nickname. I put on a lot of weight when I was in my 20s. And my mum, who is Scottish and lovely, but also quite quite a brutal woman in her own way, uh, gave me the nickname of Fairy Elephant. Um, and that's why I called the show, because I, I talk about my mum. I mean, the show is based around what I did after I turned 30, because I wasn't very happy when I was 30, and what I did to try and kind of turn things around um and the show definitely has a happy ending I mean it's it's surprisingly upbeat but I I talk about my mum a lot in the show but my mum's very funny so I think it's it's quite a good person to to be able to talk about yeah does that mirror then because obviously you're you mentioned like about turning your life around when you turn 30 sort of like Mm. recently you've had what Scottish comedian of the year awards you've been like Jortle's best newcomer as well so it yeah. have you have you not been in it for years and years and years well uh, so Jortle and Scotty were in uh so Scotty was the very end of 2015 and then okay. 2016 was Jortle um I'm aware I'm sort of talking talking myself out of it but <laughs> um, this is my uh, this is my first hour so this is my first time sort of doing like long form comedy because I've done half hours and 45s before but they've been more extended club sets whereas this has been and club comedy and sort of festival comedy is slightly different um, I mean I think there are some people if you're a very very good club comic I think you can entertain people for a full hour uh, with just straight club comedy but I think um what I've tried to do with this show is try to make it give it a bit more of a narrative and and sort of tie things together more so it's not just kind of unrelated joke followed by another unrelated joke which are maybe funny unto themselves but don't really link together and do you know what I mean so yeah um, of course it's it's a very different skill (laughs) yeah I I guess that's all well, well, no, and that, that's quite nice then almost that you've quite kind of built up to doing the hour because I guess, well, I know for a fact from some of the people that we've had on the, the show already that, that mm. for some of them, you know, you know, doing debuts this year or, or you know, the second shows in, but it was almost like a lot of people feel a great pressure on them to go, I've got to get to that hour. I've got to get to that festival hour really quickly. But yeah, yeah. maybe that's well, a, a good, healthy way to get to it is sort of not to see it as a mad sprint yeah I don't know because I think it's it just I think it depends on mindset and how someone looks at it I think if you you know on one hand it's not a mad sprint because you've been doing club comedy a lot longer but then on the other hand you've not done that kind of long form kind of festival comedy which is quite different and you might feel the pressure more because if you're doing well on the kind of club side of things and then you do badly on a festival hour then you know what I mean everyone I think everyone feels pressure everyone there's not a performer at Fringe who I don't think has their own pressure but I think it that pressure can be distracting so I do things like um well Elf Lion she wrote an amazing article about how to survive your first Fringe I saw it yeah it was great 
it's such a good article and I read it I read it like a bible like I read it almost <laughs> daily she is so insightful I mean she's very funny and obviously very gifted performer herself but it's such a kind article because it really does help even things like not calling it your debut so I say first hour because Got psychologically it removes the pressure because you just go well it's the first one and if it it'll be what it is and then next year there'll be another and it, do you know what I mean you kind of think well yeah because otherwise you think well where is that pressure coming from <laughs> I think it's kind of yeah we all kind of bought into this but actually I don't know I think because comedy especially because you mentioned competitions um I think that sometimes you're made to feel because competitions exist and awards exist that comedy is a competition whereas actually it's not because it's always going to be subjective you know there'll be some even on like a club night where you have four different acts after the show I'm sure if you survey the audience normally there'll be as many people that their favorite act was the first one whereas other people might like the middle act other people might like the headliner do you know what I mean I, I, yeah I think of course it's, it's important to kind of tell yourself it's not it's not a race do you know what I mean yeah and I think that's maybe a little bit from the way the sorry we got away from your show here we'll go back to it oh, no, I promise it's fine. but it, 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 yeah it's kind of um <laughs> a, a little bit of you can be a victim of the way the circuit's set up a bit can't you especially when you start out because there's mm. so many of those competitions out there and for a lot of newer people that's how you get stage time and that's one of the easiest ways to get a gig isn't it it's like to apply to one of the 800 comedy competitions yeah. stand-up shows that might for new comics for you know that might be going on at yeah. any one time you know at, at clubs well, across the UK so it sort of does I can see how it kind of for some people might sort of set your mindset of being oh well that's what it, it's about you know yeah. beating the gong or it's about doing this or it's you know getting to the semis of this one and you know totally. I get and it I, <laughs> yeah totally and I I get it and I, maybe it's easy for me to say because I I did well on newcomer contests, but I think that it, or some of them, and some of them I didn't, you know, there were others I entered that I didn't go anywhere in, but obviously I just don't mention them. Do you mean everyone has to do <laughs> their own PR? The ones yeah. that I didn't get past the first round, I, I never talk about funny women. <laughs> so bitter. You don't, you don't talk about the ones that you don't, you don't succeed in. So it seems you know, people get that false thing of thinking everyone's doing well all the time. Where actually, like in everything in life, people sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. And I think that, you know, competitions are one way to get stage time and, and get kind of noticed, I suppose, as a complete beginner. But also they're not the only way. And it's it's a long game anyway. So even if you, you know, every club has its own booking policy and almost every club will want to see you in person to do a tryout slot. And the majority of clubs will give anyone a tryout slot if you're a comic and you've been gigging even just a little while. You know, they'll give you a five minute to try. So I think you just, um, yeah, I th if I was brand new again, I think I would probably worry a bit less about contests because they're fantastic. I mean, like winning Scottish Comedian of the Year was brilliant because you get to go to Australia and you know, it kind of pushed me to then do my first sort of 45 minute show and kind of even try to do things that were longer than like a 10 minute set because I was completely new at that point and didn't have more than, you know, 10 minutes. Um, so in, in that sense, if you win, it's brilliant. Um, but also a, a lot of the 
you know, finalists in my year of Scotty, some of them have gone much further than me now. And, you know, because it's it because it's not a contest, everyone, yeah. you know, sometimes you're ahead of people, sometimes you're behind. And I think it's very I think it will really kill the joy, like kill the fun out of stand up if someone and I think everyone falls into it at times, but I think if you look sideways too much, it's not fun at all. Whereas actually, if if you're more, you know, because stand-up's generally more of a community and you kind of support each other, yeah. that is much, it's much nicer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, and yeah, you sort of mentioned it yourself there as well, like you, you your own PR person, you your own product and writer and director yeah. and producer and, and all the rest of it so yeah you do need to have that bit of sort of uh yeah stop well, looking over your shoulder and sort of go well let's just get better myself and, and build up and like you've totally. said take some of that pressure off by not calling it a debut and yeah. you know building up to yeah doing doing that length of stage time so I mean obviously then your your show this year is quite built in sort of around true life and things that have yeah. actually happened to you at least like the main premise of it is that really similar to your stand-up set that you'd normally do on the circuit yeah it, well it's similar it's not that similar to be honest there's there's a few bits in the show that I suppose would be similar to things I would do on the circuit um because it's my first hour and that's my funniest stuff um it's quite different though I think doing an hour show and it is the thing is the only way I really write is it's all kind of based on my real life I'm very honest in that sense and sometimes I think probably a bit lacking in imagination I probably should bend the truth a bit but yeah this this show is very personal I mean this show is probably the most personal that I've ever been in stand-up because as I said I sort of started doing club comedy and club comedy is very different because you wouldn't I think this show I I show a lot more vulnerability than I ever would in a club set because that's normal because on a club set if it's a Saturday night you know crowd they don't they just want to laugh. They're not, I of don't course. Think, you know, in clubs, they're bothered at all, really. About they're not worried about the arc life. of the emotional no, story behind it, are they? No. About any of that. Yeah. They just want it to be funny. Whereas I think you can put something with slightly more substance into an hour, which is what I tried to do. Awesome. So it must be even more rewarding, then, I guess, in a way, when it, it gets received so, you know, so well, which it, yeah, looking at some of the reviews that you've got and uh, seeing those lovely pictures of you stood underneath the sold-out sign, yeah. and, like yeah. the pointing um, at the the board and stuff. Yeah, that I, I can only imagine that sort of gives it an extra buzz of like, wow, this is actually something really from within, and people are getting it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's um, it's brilliant to feel that way. But again, I think that you know when I was doing previews for the show, um, because obviously when you do previews, you haven't yet written it and it's a preview is still an hour. So you go and do like a work in progress. And some of the previews I did, so this is in like June, July, and you do them around the UK in different places to get your show ready for when you come here in August. And obviously when the show was sort of half written, because it is so personal, parts of my show are a little bit dark and some of it is, 
um, you know, it's all very funny now, but obviously in the process of getting it to a place where it's very funny, it, <laughs> I definitely yeah, had some previews that, where I really... Um, that first preview where it's just an hour of the dark, yeah, and you're like... Just I'm an not hour put... of... Yeah. Well, and I... also because <laughs> this is so personal, you're just... It's talking, it's so self-indulgent in that way, because if it's yeah. not funny, that is just you talking about your life. <laughs> And, like um, wrong wrong meeting daisy yeah it's uh, yeah. The, the meetings tomorrow yeah <laughs> well exactly and so i mean thankfully now it, it is being received well and it is funny but i think it yeah i think you do have to go through that process definitely of, of getting it there <laughs> so yeah good good crowds good reviews and and all the rest of it what's your do you plan that far ahead then? I'm wondering from what you're saying what your response might be to that actually. Have you got like plans to to do more with this show going on or, or what sort of like post festival for you? Is it just back into the circuit and on to the next one? Well, yeah, I don't. The thing is, I don't really know in that sense. I suppose I think with comedy, it's because you are self-employed and it is kind of it's one of those things where it just depends what happens because there's lots of things you can't predict and lots of things that so generally, I think, yeah, I mean, I've got lots of circuit work already booked in. So I suppose you just go back to the circuit, start working on the next show. It's all a bit, it's a bit yeah. of a cycle, isn't it? It's just, I <laughs> start thinking about 2020. But Yeah, but sorry, I didn't saying... mean to depress you no. about, with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. You're right, what is the point? What is the point? Spring, I'm not going. What do I do? Yeah. Go back to my normal life and start doing more gigs, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. You, I think you just have to... Again, I think it's that whole thing about not, you know, not listening too much to competitions or reviews or, you know, I think it's, um, I, I think it's that thing again of, of living quite, I think most stand-ups you have to really think about just the now and be like, well, right now I'm doing Edinburgh and there's always exciting things to do, especially now, like you're doing a podcast, I think that, you know, the internet has made it that people can be much more creative in different ways. And, you know, so there's always something that's, that you can do. So I think yeah. it just depends what happens, what you want to do afterwards. That was a really waffly answer, wasn't it? But that's, <laughs> that was a long way of saying I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, look, mm -hmm. it, it is just a, a short chat obviously um today Lovely. daisy but no it would be brilliant to I, i'd love to get you on in in future like after the edinburgh madness has, has yeah dissipated and all the rest of it and yeah really chat <laughs> to you because no it, you know your your career has been interesting and obviously you know you're on this uh you know being talked about in such high esteem at the moment and only hearing like amazing stuff about your your show and everything as well. So no, I'm chuffed a bit so you and glad that you're uh yeah having having such a, a good run. What are we about nearly halfway through, are we? Not quite yeah, nearly. nearly, nearly yeah, pretty halfway. much halfway through. So um hit us with it again. Where's what's the show and where is it and how do people find you? Um so it's called Fairy Elephant. It is at Gilded Balloon Patterhoose, which is uh on the bottom of Chamber Street. It's quite near the Jazz Cafe. It's on at four o'clock every day um there are still tickets which you should definitely buy um that's me shamelessly plugging no go for it that's what it's all about yeah it's, um but yeah that's it's at four every day so yeah if you want to see the show well good <laughs> awesome well i'll i'll include all the the links to buy whatever tickets there might be left at this stage because yeah as, as i mentioned before it's uh they're some of the nicest pictures, I think, you know, of that you see from the fringe is, um, yeah, those 
like proud it's like proud parents isn't it standing beside yeah. a, their, their, <laughs> yeah. their child or school photo or it's got some kind of element like someone yeah. should make make a book of all those photos i think like pull them all together and put them on one twitter feed and uh oh that's yeah. quite a bit bit harsh on the people whose fringe isn't quite going the way that they wanted yeah, maybe but, but, uh... <laughs> but again i i think it's it's funny because obviously doing things like this like you're trying to sell your show yeah but it's again you look like a massive dork in real life when you take it you know like when i was actually like that photo by the sold out board yeah the people around you when that actually when you actually take that photo you look like a complete loser <laughs> you're I, like, guess, I guess because with no offense they don't yeah. necessarily like audience member like normal people like the general public yeah wouldn't necessarily attach oh that must be her it would just yeah. be like what <laughs> you know when you just see someone like in the, yeah. whatever shitty town you live in yeah. like um it, it, in manchester we've got the big shopping centers the uh trafford center just out of town um yeah. and it's like a brand you know well a few years old now but you know it's a new build shopping center but you you always get like foreign tourists there so you know just mancunians and people who live it live here you know you nip down to the shopping center and then there's like families stood in front of these you know plaster cast sort of polystyrene <laughs> fountains that they've made like having their pictures taken you're like man if that's if that's the highlight of your holiday coming here man that's uh, <laughs> what yeah. what people should be forced to do is to also show a picture of the other direction so one of you yeah pose yeah. it and then one just of all the Everyone like confused looks and confused. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but look um I'm, I'm sure that's not going to be the case for much longer daisy and soon you'll yeah. you'll in those photos you have a clamor of people around you i'm sure <laughs> trying to uh, get autographs no because you you know you you've, you're obviously you know doing some great stuff at the moment and and uh i've said it once i'll say it again you know you i'm are. just hearing wonderful things about your show and, and about yourself yeah, as well so you're far too nice to me and it's very unhealthy and i'll i'll tell you why we're not unhealthy like in that you're a stalker i mean you may be but i just mean it's, it's very <laughs> I'm like the kind, worst stalker ever yeah i've got you on a I'm, podcast I'm, yeah i'm half scottish and scottish people we don't really like compliments i think it makes us really uncomfortable good but i also think but it's very <laughs> kind of you. it's very nice but it's also that thing, um, my mum, as I said, she's Scottish and she has this thing where she says the bigger the bigger you are, the harder you fall, um, which actually for once is not a is not too <laughs> 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 funny. No, it's actually this idea that, you know, it, you're always gonna be kind of due a kicking if you get too ahead of yourself. And I really like that about Scottish people because it's know. very sensible. I, my, my my mum well or my mum's side of the family are all Scottish, so I have got that oh. <laughs> that pessimism and darkness and bleakness you need, you need with, within me. The but English I, miss I, out on it. You, know, it keeps you sane. Yeah, I because, think you, but especially with stuff like Edinburgh, you know, it's it it can be so difficult, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I mm. know what stand up comedy is like. Stand up comedy can be so difficult, and goodness, you know, they were meant to be having a short chat but you know which oh, i don't sorry, mind but you, no no you no it's, it, no, no, it's, me, it's me, me me saying <laughs> that don't worry because i waffle on so much but you know that there, there are so many elements of where it's such a difficult thing to do i from sort of someone that was a stand-up comedian for quite a few years to someone that doesn't mm. do it now and this is sort of my way of sort of satisfying that that itch a little bit you know just by speaking yeah. to other comedians <laughs> and sort of trying to you know 
soak up some of the uh yeah the emotions you go through sort of uh in, a, in, a, in that third person of uh I, I really I really think one thing that we sometimes don't do is is celebrate mm. when it's going well or enjoy the moment because it is so much what's next and what's the next thing and oh that was yeah. one show that night but oh, then you move on to the next one so I, I I don't mind a bit that. of backslapping I know, but I'm going to give the case against backslapping here. And I know it's very Scottish to be like, no, I will argue you down while you never slap your own back. <laughs> it's because it's because one minute you'll do great and then the next minute you won't. And it's like, it's the same with reviews. Yeah. If you get a great review and you read it and they go, oh, that's good. They really like the show. I really, oh, good. I'm doing well. It, often in the same run, the same show will get a five star and a one star because it's a subjective, it's someone's opinion. And of if course. you really listen to a five or two, but not that I've had a five, but I mean, if, <laughs> if you really listen to, I did have a four, not showing a off. Four, this, uh, you know, no, you had, a, you, had, you had a four um, from Chortle. So that's like the bloody well, well, five, hey. isn't it, really? Because um, yeah, well, they'll give like really, one yeah. away, the whole friend. So. <laughs> um, but I, but do you mean if you listen to really, really good stuff, if someone then hates you and they might because it's it's subjective, You've then got to really listen to that. So I think if you just, I mean, I don't read reviews, so I only know right. about them because people tell me them. Well, I will read them eventually, but not while August is on. Well, August, while Edinburgh is on. Um, but I think, again, yeah, if you really listen to one, you know from an audience whether it goes well. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah. that's the most important feedback that you need, isn't it? Not something that's yeah. uh, written and published a couple of days afterwards. It's all about the the buzz and uh spreading joy well okay daisy i take all of that back um <laughs> of all right if you want a bit of scottish i'll i'll give you some scottish i can do that take it all back hope it you know hope no one turns up <laughs> you know teach you a lesson but we need those life lessons it'll make you a stronger person so yeah if you want to or not uh you can get the links for daisy's show from the show notes um lots of people are going though so you know that good on them for that and uh no thanks for your time today daisy i really appreciate it um keep doing what you're doing and enjoying it and hopefully speak to you again soon my friend thanks a lot take care super all the best bye bye Oh, thank you so much, Daisy. Someone who definitely we need to get back on the show for a good long chat and uh, who I can't wait to go and see live myself, actually. She, yeah, really in- interesting girl and obviously a fantastic stand-up comedian and, and absolutely hilarious as well. So, yeah, as I said at the start, please check out Daisy's work. Um, she's doing some great stuff and it's a brilliant. I love it when the reviews follow through of, of someone whose spirit and attitude to the whole thing of entertaining people is so positive and done in that way now next up we've got rob copland uh we have a good old natter as well about his show strange jam where that came from and then a bit more about comedy in general really which is interesting to hear from yeah someone else some other eyes on the circuit who may be a, a different rung of the ladder let's say than some other guests that we've had recently but no this is rob copland absolutely brilliant in conversation with myself So, I am joined now by Rob Copland. Hello, Rob. Hello, everybody. How are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, I've only just woken up. It's like it's one o three in the afternoon. Nice. We we sort of mentioned it in the preamble, didn't we? But uh, living the dream up in Edinburgh, obviously. 
living the dream of the big old lay-in on a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> you are quite literally sticking it to the man. It's bad boy, mate. Oh, mate. Well, I that so, sort of, I, I love your, can I ask, and I do apologise, because we've never chatted or bumped into each other on the circuit or, or anything before, so it's, nope. it's always nice to get these formalities out of the way. Is, um, and this you might want me to edit this out if this is sort of breaking the um, fourth wall, is that what yeah. they say? That sounds yeah. wrong when I'm saying pretty that. Much, pretty much. Yeah. Is Rob Copland your real name? Yeah, Rob Copland is my real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, I think when I very, very first started, I thought um, Bob is a funnier name. I thought maybe I could be Bob Copland. Oh, you're um, not a Bob, mate. You're not a Bob. Bob. I'm a, how, how? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm going to grow into a Bob. I think when I get right. fatter, yeah, <laughs> my hair goes a bit greyer. Then I'll be a Bob. My <laughs> friends, my friends back in Southampton all call me Bob. It mate follows the word Bob so easily. Of course, yeah, Bob mate. Oh, Bob mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, very, very relaxed. But um, I, no, your surname's great as well. Copland's a marvelous surname, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not that you had much to do with it, I don't think. But it's an authoritative name. It's a Scottish name. I know that. Yeah. But it, it's it's yeah, it's got a strong second name, I suppose. I never thought yeah, about it, it too much. A lot of people say like Copeland, so I correct quite a few people on my name. But you, the the one thing you're not Rob Copland is Bob Copeland. No, that would be weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, imagine how different you you wouldn't have been sleeping until one o'clock if you were uh, Bob Copeland. Is I don't know what that guy's up to. <laughs> Bob Copeland's uh, he's up and getting the paper at five a.m. isn't he? Oh mate, is is out. Dogs have been walked. <laughs> he's been handling dog shit by half four in the morning. <laughs> A lot of the people I went to school with call me Bobby C. I quite like that. That's quite good. That could be for some spin-off. You could do something yeah. with that with that one day, I'm sure. Um, well, look, I came across you on social media, mm. um, excuse the pun, um, mainly due to like your brilliant artwork that you've got for your Edinburgh show this year, which, let's get the title out there for everyone as well, is called Strange Jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant photography and uh, artwork, mate. I'm absolutely loving that. It really, yeah. really stands out. So yeah, the guy who does. Can you see me, Kev? I can. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Is that in reverse? Oh, hang on. oh no. Oh, as in, can I see you? My image. Like, my <laughs> like, like you would have meant, like with my eyes. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I don't know why I lied and said well, I could. Oh, I've got your picture as well. Of you looking quite debonair. Uh, that's the, an old one. That. The moustache, the cagoule. It's all yeah. there. That's me when I was trying to be a film director. Um, but yeah, so the artwork that I've got on my poster this year is done by a guy called Sam Nicaresti, who's also got a show at uh, 11.20 or 5 past midnight, but he's in the Yurt and, um, and uh, Heroes of the Fringe. He's, he's a really creative comedian. He's super funny. I saw his show in 2017, my first Fringe, and he did this show called like Sam Nicaresti's bedtime go to bed right now secret sleepover show and it was like it was a one-off and it was on the blunderbuss on the top deck and it was so like creative and fun the premise was that we were all all at his secret sleepover party and like you know when you're a kid you go to sleepovers and like you'd be up late and you'd be like oh we can hear someone everyone pretend they're sleeping and yeah yeah this like like masked figurine would come up the stairs and be like (laughs) are you children awake up here it was just (laughs) And it, we just had all these funs and games and it was such a fringy experience. I, I met him and found out that he, he does people's poster designs and I, I saw his website, saw all the ones that he does and I was like blown away by them. 
And I, I did have quite a strong image in my head of what I wanted. Um, I quite like the idea of like a mandala with like a like like a like a silly a silly cheesy grin in the middle with like yeah. a mandala made of because I'm quite a physical comedian and I use my body quite a lot on stage. I thought it would be good for, to kind of put that across in the poster. So lots of limbs and expressions and things like that. Yeah. No, it it really really works. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's fantastic, mate. So, um, yeah, you've touched on a couple of elements of it there. Tell us tell us about your show then, mate. What's the uh, the premise of that? So the the premise of the show is well, I I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid when I was about six years old, I think. Okay. Um, and I was put on this drug called Ritalin. I think most people have heard of Ritalin. Uh, have you heard of Ritalin? I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was put on that all the way through school and. I suppose this show is me making, because I've never done an Edinburgh show before. I've done two split bills where I'm just doing 25 minutes of comedy that I've been working on that year. And I've only been doing comedy about three and a half, four years. So I'm not the most experienced guy. So this show is me having a stab at doing an Edinburgh show with a theme and a message. And that, oh, message. But the, the, the show is about, uh, so at the beginning, I play, uh, Low by Flo Rida, if you remember that song. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, that one. And uh, I, crush up, <laughs> I crush up a big tablet with a spoonful of jam and I eat it, which is what I do every morning before school with my Ritalin. My mum would crush it up for me because I, I didn't like doing it. She, so she tried to make it more appealing by like crushing it on a spoon with a big dollop of jam. And I'd eat that before school every day and that would turn me into a little Ritalin zombie. And... All the routines I've kind of wrote and written, wrote and written this year are about not being able to stay on task or getting completely distracted in your imagination going off or not getting around to doing something, which are yeah. all things that are a byproduct of having ADHD. So thematically, all the jokes are kind of like reflective of ADHD. And at the beginning, I take some some Ritalin, and at the end, I explain that Ritalin uh, is is a weird thing, <laughs> and it, it's it's yeah. weird as a child being on a drug that is a suppressant when you're trying to figure out who the, who you are, you know? Um, and yeah, so it's like a nice little message and it's bookended. So there's some sort of structure and it's a very physical and fun and uh, playful show. Most people seem to enjoy it. If people don't like my jokes, they just like watching me move around because I'm full of beans. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is kind of two almost different, so I wanted to say styles, but that's not quite right, is it? But kind of, you know, performance types almost then coming together of like quite a serious message. But mm. as you've said, mm. you're like, you know, quite a physical sort of, you know, clowning around and messing yeah. around on stage. But w- was it quite uh, quite a leap then from what your normal stand up set would be? No, no, it's, it's as close as it can be, because I think you need to stay you need to stay in the pocket of who you are. That, that, that's, that's, that's like the secret to comedy, man. Like when you start, you're like, oh, I, I really like James Acaster. So I want to do slow, clever stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. But, and then I try and do that and no one fucking laughs. Ooh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Oh, no yeah. You fucking go for it, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. No one laughs at you if you're trying to be something else. So the thing that makes me funny, I'm, I, I'm, the, guy who's, <laughs> I'm the guy who's full of energy and like pulling silly expressions and moving my body and being a bit ridiculous. So as soon as you kind of can accept that and just stay stay tuned into yourself when you're doing comedy, that that's when you start getting laughs. So yeah. the, the show is close to it. But yet, yes, there is like a serious message. But I mean, most most Edinburgh shows 
like who who's tr- people who are in inverted air quotes doing an Edinburgh show. There is going to be yeah. a in the show where they're like, and then my mum died, or you know something <laughs> like that. Um, and the, the the secret is finding because because there's so much tension in something like that. There's comedy just around the corner. So if if you are talking about something that is quite serious, you can talk around it for about you know forty minutes, and then for five minutes, kind of get real about it. Um, but because there's tension in that realness, that there is a joke just around the corner. And for me, I didn't actually have that joke until I I got um, to Edinburgh, and it was something that it, that I didn't even think would be funny. It's just a, a, a true fact about being on Ritlin. Um, that I, I would tell, I used, to, I, would, I would talk to my housemate when I was trying to build the show. I'd, I'd explain this to her, and she'd be like, "Wow, geez!" And I said that to the audience, and they burst out laughing. And I was like, "Yeah, there's fucking, there is humor in this." So, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the 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 pressure of that, isn't it? Of like you say, it's. I think I've almost been there in the past before. Of kind of, yeah, you can write the the story and put in the jokes within the main bit, but then it's like, how do you end one of those shows? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, you you can't yeah. just go. And so that is the story, the, yeah. the end, kind it's of good, goodbye and everyone yeah. walks out miserable. And It's a real challenge. Like I've, I've just seen, I, I, my, my favourite show I've seen since I've been here is by, he's, he's, he's a close friend of mine and I'm not just saying it because he's my friend and I'm trying to promote my friend, but it's the most moved I've been and most hilarious show I've seen since I've been here is a guy called David McIver. Okay, yeah. The show's called Teleport. It's at twelve twenty in the Banshee Labyrinth Cinema Room, but it's it's kind of I won't give too much away, but it it has a really 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 quite emotional um, subtext to it, um, and he finishes on a note that is really quite moving, but not sad, but uplifting, and yeah. just so wonderful. And it's that is it's such a delicate operation to like try and pull something like that off it's so hard yeah definitely and yeah like you said for it to to resonate but yeah you must have been like i can only imagine the the endorphin hit when you realize like oh shit i've actually yeah stumbled across it or the, yeah. oh, oh thank yeah. god they are laughing that would be the yeah. worry wouldn't it you deliver your final line after an <laughs> hour <laughs> it's just like Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what previous it was all, all built into that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, as well, then you've not been, you know, been going a few years, but not ages and, and ages. This is, oh, you, yeah. And again, you said apologies. This is your sort of first full proper yeah, proper show, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where it's, where do you originate with your stand up from normally? Where's your normal home? So, so, sorry, ask me that again. Yeah, are you are you a London based? Are you normally or yeah, yeah, you, I live in yeah. I do the yeah. I mainly do the London circuit. I'll pop down to Brighton for the odd gig. Yeah, um, I should I should go out of London more. Really, you guys need to get out of that. Everyone always says it when I'm I'm speaking to sort of you know. I, I think you get to a certain stage where you all get to no choice but to be heading further afield anyway. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I'm a, a Manchester based guy, not gigging at the moment, but no from when I was, we sort of up here, you, you sort of have no choice, but to, if right, you know, to get, exactly. to get around a lot more. So sort of our patch that, are, you know, going back to open spot days that an open spot would cover would be from east to west of the, the top of the north of the country, you know, down to Birmingham, yeah. up, up to, up to Scotland for stuff as well. Um, 
and then probably then you get the comment the other direction of saying you really need to get into london and do some right. stuff there yeah but um yeah it's quite interesting up here you know there are an awful lot of gigs manchester liverpool on their own but you i think you'd really enjoy it because you up here what you get is the struggle of audiences from one town to the next can be quite different yeah interesting i mean you get such in a bubble in london yeah you're so used to a bit of a i don't know i mean london crowds can be great but they can also be fucking terrible because in london it's like you're trying to entertain someone who's got everything at their fingertips yeah you know it's like oh this open mic night is so unimpressive to me because i could i could go and see fucking cirque disolay tonight if i wanted <laughs> it's true yeah i, I feel yeah. we will rock you right now thank you very much like it's it's a bit more difficult but if you go to yeovil they're, they're just happy to see you type thing yeah yeah there's yeah i mean yeah the gigs up here go from kind of you know liverpool manchester city centers where you'll be playing to quite a say Londonish almost crowd you know media people and people that live in the city centers and students uh, you know that kind of thing but then five or ten miles down the road you'll have like a a pub gig in Bury or something like that you know like room above a pub where you're surrounded by terraced houses and this is people's big night out yeah. of the month for some yeah, people yeah. you know it'd be like oh we're going to the comedy club this month and uh yeah, it pushes you for that. So, no, I'd recommend it, mate. Yeah, get out and about. And, yeah, I think, well, I think my, like, approach this, I always call them academic years in comedy, like the beginning of, sep- like, as soon as September starts, that's the beginning of the year, and August is the end, I suppose, with the exams of Edinburgh. But um, this year, I've been working closely. I've, I've been doing I'm doing a stooge thing in a friend's show, a guy called Ray Badrin, and uh, he's a really great kind of, well, I'd say he's like a straight stand-up, but he's a little bit more alternative because his energy is very different, and he does very like whimsical, like almost like stoner observation comedy. Right. Like he has like a really long routine about how many pockets he has on his jacket. He's like got a pocket up here, pocket here, got a pocket there, got a pocket there, got a pocket over here, and a pocket here. And then I'd only for two months, and I've realised I've got two more pockets, two secret pockets. <laughs> I've, got, I've got twelve pockets now. I'm up to twelve. You know what I mean? Like he's got kind of silly humour like that. Um, but you know, he's been giving me a bit of guidance and we've been chatting a lot and he's just saying, you've just got to get like a really solid 10 minute set that you just do over and over and over again. And I think in like my first four years of comedy, I've just been trying so much. I mean, I've had like one solid routine about hide and seek, which I kind of is like my dependable five minute spot thing. Yeah. Yeah. You go to kind of thing. Yeah. I know it works. It's got a callback. It's physical. It's got act outs. It's got characters. It's got everything. Um, it's a really fun routine, but um, I think this year my aim is to just like build like a really great new 10 minutes that can work in clubs that has physical, that has my weirdness in it. And yeah, that's that's kind of like my aim for the, for this year. Well, yeah. it, it, it's nice. It sounds, you know, from the sort of, you know, stranger listening in and sort of, you know, keep an eye on. Not keeping an eye on that sounds weird. I haven't been keeping an eye on you. No, I get it. I follow people. I follow comedians as well. Like, you know I, what I mean. You know. What yeah, I mean. I've only so, recently met a guy called Josh Pugh, and I used to follow him for ages. I, yeah, I know Josh right. a bit. Yeah, he's a good yeah. lad. Yeah, very good lad. Great. Yeah, on a one of those guys on a nice upward curve and stuff at the moment. Is mm. uh, yeah, he's got a really good show up there as well. He's had a chat with us earlier in the series actually. Oh, um, but. Um, yeah, it, you you know, you seem to be on, you're sort of quite confident in the way that you're sort of starting to, I guess, to work out who you are, or, or like as in your persona, character, you know, whatever yeah, sort yeah. of 
description you want to use for it. And and it is, it's all about them building around that. That's half the battle, I think, is finding out who you want to be when you perform or sort yeah. of start to get an idea of it. Yeah. And then and then having the almost the material to deliver on on that premise and that promise, isn't it really? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So what what have the what your reactions been like to to your show then this year? You're getting some good numbers in. <laughs> I'm getting some all right numbers. Yeah, it, it's growing, which is good to see. I don't know if that was just the build up to this weekend. It might be, to be honest, because it's Monday today, and I'll go in. I'll be like, oh, the numbers have been growing, Kevin. I'll get <laughs> in bed. Um, but it does feel like there's a little bit of momentum. You know, at the end of each show, I do say, you know, if you've enjoyed it, tell some friends, take a flyer, give it to them. Um, and yeah, at the beginning, I was kind of looking at the bucket and thinking, oh my God, am I even going to like, you know, make enough to pay my rent back in London this month? Uh, but uh, it's getting it's getting to look like like I'll, I'll be all right now. And the show is getting a lot better as well. You know, I I, I work in TV full time. And I don't I didn't really have time like people who are doing their big debut hours. I'm only doing 45 to I didn't really have a great chance to preview a hell of a lot. So my first couple of shows, I was still working out the kinks. Right. I feel like the better the show has been going, the better the audiences have been. And I don't know, like at the end, when you do the bucket speech, you know, in your heart, like like I did some shows at the beginning and I was saying, like, I think the show is worth two pound fifty today. So if you want to pay that, that's fine. And then on the, like the Saturday, I was like, I think this show is worth seven pound fifty. So please put that in because I really feel it was worth it. Yeah, um, you you can tell that the audience, uh, you know, they put 15, 20 quid in sometimes and, you know, they've had a really good time. And also seeing other shows like I, 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 I've gone to see some other shows and as a comedian, you're kind of always on and. I'm looking around. I've seen to. I just sometimes I just go into random shows. I get flyered. I look at the leaflet and I'm like, yeah, I'll check check this out. See how this person's running their operation. And I'll sit in the back and I'll be like, this person doesn't have any license over the room. Like if I was an audience member here, yeah. I have a lot of faith in the comedian, and I wouldn't really want to put much money in the bucket. So that gives me a good insight into like being like, you're you're doing all right, Rob. You're running the show quite well. You know, if it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with the way I'm running it. And I, I feel like I'm giving the audience a, a good time. They're coming out smiling, patting me on the back. Not that not that if they didn't enjoy it, they'd come out and be like, that was shit, mate. Yeah. They, they just smile at you and go, thank you. Um, keep, keep, keep going. Hmm? They'd be like, keep, keep going, keep yes. going. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Good luck. A lot of, yeah, good luck. <laughs> it was really, I think, yeah, I think you tried really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah very early on I'm like I think it was my third show I was doing a show that I was you know behind the eyes I was like this is not going very well and I think I got all like pathetic and insecure and I was like I thought I said something to some guys in the front row being like like it's like this isn't great or something like that and they were like ah we love your energy and I was like yeah that's, that's a really nice way of putting it we like your energy you yeah. try hard <laughs> <laughs> we like your yeah your coat Oh yeah, screw you, Mister. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, Rob, tell us again. Where's your show, mate? And where can people come and see you? And when? So my show is called Strange Jam. It's in Barbados in Room Five at seven fifteen every day, uh, apart from the fourteenth, which is this Wednesday. And I'm gonna, I, hopefully, I can go walk up a big hill. Um, so it's yeah, it's called Strange Jam. Rob Copeland. Type that into the search engine on the Edfringe website. Um, yeah, come along. It's a really fun show. I'm, I'm really, really pleased with it at the minute. It's, it's yeah, 
high energy, awesome. silly, playful stand up comedy about having ADHD. Awesome. That ticks all the boxes, mate. I love it. No, and uh, no, look, it's uh, I am hearing some good things about it. As, as I said, I was drawn in by the artwork and stuff, but no, I'm a, I am enjoying following you online and sort of your story of your, your fringe and everything. And it's nice to, yeah, chat to someone that. You know the way you're going about it it's all all positive and good so obviously yes, people if you're around at that time get down and check it out and as well as rob just saying where and when then uh just scroll down look at the show notes and all the links will be there for the twitter and the ticket links and and all the rest of it as well mate look i wish you absolute nothing but uh luck and uh good fun for the rest of your run mate and uh yeah stay in touch with us by all means feel, feel free to tag us in stuff online and i'll I'll give you some shout outs again in future. Yeah, thanks so much, Kev. All, all the best, mate. Go back to bed now. Go on, go and get some rest. I will. <laughs> Catch you later. Thanks, Rob. Bye. So there we go. There's another Ed Fringe Extras episode for you, number six. And the next one will be coming fast and furious at you in the next, what, 24 to 48 hours. Hopefully, the people I've got lined up, we can manage to get hold of and technology doesn't let us down. Um, yeah, the uh, internet and all that kind of coverage up in Edinburgh for some reason is causing people a number of problems. But next year we hope to put that right. I've got some big plans of maybe quite foolishly doing a show every single day. I'd like to spend a week up there as well doing some shows. Um, yeah, exciting times and some really great stuff to come actually after the Edinburgh Festival is over. I've already got some interviews recorded with some really big names but they're not at the fringe this year so i've decided to hold them back until we uh yeah get this festival season behind us but some interesting stuff coming up i hope you'll agree i'm gonna get out there get into some clubs there's gonna be some face-to-face meetings so hopefully we can start to put right these sound quality issues and on all those other kind of bits as well but look thanks for supporting us in the meantime please do keep listening um some feedback would be great so by all means get online and, and give us some reviews on there or you can email me directly i'm kev at paulbackreveal at gmail.com if you'd like to be involved in any way if you're an actor that would like to talk if you've got some ideas for the show uh, other than stop or stick it up your ass or something like that anything positive would be great and uh, yeah be wonderful to hear from you all and uh, give us a, a like and whatnot on social media as well i do hope that you're all well uh, the weather is very changeable at the moment so definitely a like cagoule is recommended because it's still quite warm so like cagoule i would say for any sudden showers that are coming up but i thank you once again from the bottom of my heart for listening to pullback reveal and i hope to speak into your ears again very soon <laughs>